0: Welcome to the F podcast, Derek Kramer. And yes, you're looking at me because why did I say it that way? Oh, because I'm trying to find this massive L and give it to the Jets. Okay. There you go. Okay. <laughs> uh, wow. That was a doozy of a game. Four out of ten. I don't care what your score was. It was better than the Jets. Yeah, it was. What a pathetic performance by New York. Hey, your coach is in danger of getting fired. Okay. Uh, We're just going to go ahead and lose by 31. To the Bills. And let an offensive lineman catch a touchdown for good measure.
1: (laughs) Deion Dawkins caught a touchdown. Deion Dawkins caught a touchdown. I think the impressive part of it was that it's a seven-yard touchdown. It wasn't like one of those one-yard ones where you just float it. It was the same play
0: design. It just they had more room, and they're like, hey, you know what? Why not? Yeah. And you know what? There's something about that play that makes me think something.
1: Hmm.
0: What's that? I can't wait to see what Brian Dable can do with actual players. Yeah. Yeah. And a fully competent offensive line.
1: Which seems to be putting itself together. There's
0: already one spot that's been taken care of. Here's the thing. There's a combination with that offensive line that had probably its best day of the season. 212 yards rushing, only one sack allowed, Mm -hmm. and not much pressure otherwise. This is what basic competency on an offense with that team can do for you. Yeah. They didn't have to be good. They just had to be competent. And then the wheels came off on the Jets, and it's like, okay, we're going to drop a 40-burger, why not? The offensive line still has work to do, but one thing was fixed. Wyatt Teller was put in, mm-hmm. and he showed that he's not necessarily a developmental prospect. Yeah, and if he hits, that's a huge late rounder for your offense. And if he, and as long as, he, and it also does one little chip to the narrative of, oh, Beanie McDermott can't give you offensive players. Well, they found one her. in the fifth round there in Wyatt Teller. Yeah, not bad. Zay Jones looks like he's coming into his own. Yeah, Deon Dawkins. Already steady. Mm -hmm. So maybe they can. It's just they haven't. So they haven't done it enough. They haven't done it enough. And what I respect about this team, though, is that they still try to go best player available. Yeah. Yes, they traded up to the top ten to get a quarterback. Maybe that's where things will go wrong. Because when you draft off of necessity, things often blow up in your face. When you draft a best player available, things tend to do well. Wyatt Teller, Taron Johnson, Mm -hmm. Deion Dawkins, Zay Jones. That's what you can do. Matt Milano. Yeah. That's what you can do when you draft best player available. Yeah. You can just go get a guy. Yep. And you could put them onto your roster and they can make a contribution or more. In Milano's case in particular. Of course... Nobody saw this coming with Matt Barkley of all players. I know, right? Because up until Friday, it was even said publicly that McDermott said, if Allen and Anderson cannot go, it will be Nathan Peterman, and everyone was dreading it for the third time. Of course. Instead, we get a 180. I'm guessing (laughs) Peterman did something in practice that
1: McDermott was just like, he's broken. He, we can't do anything with this guy. Anymore. Maybe, maybe they find it was sudden realization. I think maybe had, an angel came down from the heavens and said, "Don't start, Peterman." This is the bills. It was a devil that came from hell. <laughs> yes, but it's the angel that said, "Don't do it." No, no, no. The, the devil. De- the no, devil says, "Start him." No, the devil came up from hell and said, "Dude, I have had enough." <laughs>
0: It's like, dude, this is too easy. Can you not start Peterman this time? Can you go instead of the worst interception rate adjusted for era to the second worst? (laughs) And that gap, by the way, on that advanced metric is large. Like, Barkley was the worst before that with era adjusted interception percentage. Mm -hmm. But Peterman blew it out of the water. Yeah. Hmm. Now... There's still a lot of work to do with that offense, but you saw basic competency. And now you're seeing an expectation, and it's this. For the love of God, Josh Allen, please give me something like that this year. I need it. Because I need to have hope that this future is going to be secure. Right. I need to have hope that this isn't a Kelly Holcomb, J.P. Lossman problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Where we call it
0: Matt Barkley, Josh Allen. It was funny. We all came into this day, and Joe and I had said it when we did the first of pregame. Mm -hmm. This is the Matt Barkley game, because how often is Matt Barkley going to start for you? Nobody will ever forget the Matt Barkley game. Yeah. Because one, how often is Matt Barkley going to start for you? And two, most importantly, what the hell was that? Good for him. Yeah. That's he, what I that was that was what I said. The he, man straight up earned a yeah. backup spot on this team. Likely, yeah. No, he did. Yeah. yeah. When when they went ahead and turned to him as the starter before he even played and played well, that already told you he's going to be a backup on this team for the rest of the year. If they went 12 days in and said, "Okay, we're comfortable with Matt Barkley." Yeah. That tells you that he's already going to be your backup at best.
1: And then when they decide to start him, that's it. That's the decision. Then he did that. So does the inevitable finally happen now? We'll talk about that in a bit. Okay. Because I want to talk about what the hell that performance
0: was from Barkley. It needs more recognition. Here I was thinking a week ago, I'm not going to try to talk about the Bills. I'm not trying to overreact to this either. Because I've just said, there's a lot of work still to do. You still need a number one receiver, and we'll get to that in a second. Matt Barkley showed all sorts of arm strength and arm talent and quick release and decision-making
1: that comes with someone that didn't have to have the whole playbook learned. He just got the ball out on time. He made he, he made the right decisions, and he – he wasn't he, he he had the aggressive moments. You saw like the first play of the game to Robert Foster. Which by the way, good for him. Good Great for play calling too.
0: Yeah. And good for Foster, yeah. That's... Cause Foster's had a hard time reeling in the deep ball. Mm hmm. And what's he do? First play, reels that one in from Barkley and he gets another one for a good measure. Yeah. And he dislocated a finger. Hmm. They popped that thing back in and he got over a hundred yards. Yeah random what? random the last 200 yard receivers for the bills Dante Thompson and Robert Foster
1: <laughs> not necessarily what i'd call household names mm, yeah but you have those you have those deep ball you have some of the deep balls who you take a chance when you get when you take advantage of uh especially a tired defense cuz look at the time of possession yeah it was bad it was nearly double it was It was nearly double for the Bills Bears game, but
0: uh, we all know how well that went. Yeah. Which speaking of, you go ahead and flip yourself a forty to forty-one to nine, then go win it forty-one to ten.
1: But you have the you're able they're able to maintain the offense on the field with Barkley, and it was a lot of it was just. Simple, simple plays and a running game. Yeah, Frank. and you're able to establish. Like that's what I mean. Like you're able to establish the run game, and that opened and it opened up the the deep ball, for when you needed it. It
0: was, almost everything was right for this game. Yeah, like Barkley had a couple that should have been picked. That tells you how how well the ball rolled for the Bills that game. There were a couple that should have been picked, but they weren't. Yeah. Bills came up. Bills should have had like five interceptions on Josh McCown. (laughs) I was half right about that game. I knew the Jets were going to struggle. Yeah. Because McCown hadn't played. He didn't even play in the preseason. No, he didn't. Barkley at least got some time with Cincy. Then he had to suffer a shoulder injury that kept him out until now. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now. But McCown got no work in, really. And I thought the same thing because I was like, "This is a Derek Anderson situation. Anderson hasn't played all all of this year. The mm-hmm. dude's been more hitting golf on the links. McCown, the only thing he's been doing different is suiting up every week in case of an injury. But McCown got less work in throughout the course of the year than even Derek Anderson. So I knew he was going to be rusty.
1: Yeah, oh, and I yeah, knew the yeah. Bills'
0: defense was going to take advantage. I did not expect Matt Barkley and the Bills' offense to do what they did." And that came with competent offensive line play. That's how it starts. It started, and this has been something we have all been saying. There's, For the love of God, why was Vlad Ducasse the starter for this long? Yeah. He was on the right side last year, mostly because of injury to John Miller. And he started on the left side this year because, well, Richie Incognito decided to go uh, bonkers. You're seeing why the man is not even replacement level. And you saw what happened when you had someone who could be better than replacement level mm-hmm. on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. You got a better run blocking group as a whole, as a core. The man put someone on a pancake
1: the third offensive play of the game. Something that he was, why Teller was known for in college. He did rather Part well, a well in pass pro. Was that.
0: He did rather well in pass pro. He's a yep. bulldozer in the run game. I was always questioning why the guy was a fifth round pick when I was looking at the tape. Yeah and you're seeing more of it here. I would like to see what he can do against a more talented Jaguars defensive line because let's be real about something. The Je- the Jets they don't have a pass rush. They have Leonard Williams, who's a stud, but they don't have a pass rush. Mhm. You want to get after Barkley or Allen or whoever the Bills put at quarterback? Allen. Get a pass rusher. It'll be a, it'll definitely be Allen. It'll be Allen. But what I'm saying is, you know, in yeah, case know. of it's, injury or yeah, whatever, or a you want back. to put any of these four quarterbacks in, think about it. Barkley and Peterman are the only ones that haven't been hurt. Yeah. This year, and I'm counting the preseason. Three of the five quarterbacks you put under center got injured. We still would have ended up on Matt Barkley if A.J. McCarron was still here. <laughs> Because McCarron would have gotten knocked out. Oh yeah. Anderson got knocked out. Yep. Allen got knocked out. Yep. Peterman throws interceptions enough that he doesn't get knocked out. Peterman knocks himself out by throwing interceptions. So you see what happens when you actually have a line blocking for you. There were several times where Barkley was able to climb the pocket, the touchdown to Zay Jones in particular. Yep. Yep, He's able to climb it, feel the pressure, and step step, up. Step up, yeah. How often has a quarterback in this this team this year been able to step up? (laughs) Vlad Dukas gets put on roller skates sometimes. Ryan Groy was an absolute flop. Yep. And it happens. You thought your answers were within your roster. Funny enough how the one person that you brought in from the draft.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Looks like a difference. I think the Bills have something there. I think so. Because he looked promising against the Bears, and that's a good defensive line. Yep. And he looked good against the Jets. Wyatt Teller looks like he's going to be something here for – you talk about Bills starters that you want to carry over to the next year, you might have a fourth. Mm-hmm. Why? Teller joins Deion Dawkins, Zay Jones, and Josh Allen. Yep.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's fantastic I, I to see that. There's obviously still some. You still want to. I want to see up. him against the Jags. Yeah, but. I want to see you him see against. More.
0: I want to see him against Ngakwe. I want to see him against Calais
1: Campbell. Yeah, you want. Yeah, I you want to see him against the studs. You want to see more out see of Teller. But, now, but also, you want to. Is still s- Marshall Darius there? I definitely want to see him against Marcel Darius. Yes, he's still there. But also what I'm saying is they still need to fix it up still. but Right side still needs work. The right side needs work. And you should probably get a new center, honestly. Yes. But
0: Russell Bodine has at least looked steady in a couple of games.
1: Yes. Steadier than Groy has been. But Teller... Looking, looking good to start. It's, it's promising. Good, it's promising, and I think it. I think you're right. It does show that Bean and McDermott can find offensive talents. Now just, it's a matter of doing it more often. Can you get more of it? Because we need yep. it. Mm-hmm. I could now. I could totally see them. I, I I just mentioned drafting a, getting a new center to you know because there's no way they go with Bodine as a starter, even though he's been steady. I think he's been steady enough to where he's not he's still not one where you you feel confident starting him in 16 games. But at least he's not pooping his pants every game. But he's not pooping his pants, so I'm fine with Bodine being a backup guy. He's what we'd call replacement level. Yeah, he's repl- he is replacement level. I want to see the Bills draft a center. Get we'll another that, younger yeah. guy in the mix with a young quarterback. Have some have have like that kind of combination. I think it's high time we go ahead and uh,
0: talk to some of our guys over at the draft night, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. So there were so many things though that went well for this game, and you can't explain it because so many problems. Two hundred and twelve yards rushing. Mm-hmm. McCoy gets over a hundred. Easily his best game of the year. Two touchdowns, including an impressive 28-yarder on the second play of the game. Yep. Marcus Murphy turns in a nice day with 69 yards. You had only two active running backs in this game. Chris Ivory against his old team, that would have been a great little revenge game, the way that they were playing. yeah. He probably would have had one. This game was just all sorts of weird. It was... And yet, in a game that was almost perfect, you could find one, one glaring problem in that game. What's that? Kelvin
1: Benjamin. Still garbage.
0: I don't know how you managed to be that kind of person with the pedigree and the statistics in this league that you managed to actually be a problem in a 41 to 10 win. Get him yeah. off the team. We've been saying it for a while, but get him off this freaking team. The sooner, the better. I'm happy that this man's contract is up because I don't want to see him anymore. Yeah, he'll be gone in the we end zone. That. In the end zone, he dropped a contested catch again, which is supposed to be his strength. And then you saw Robert Foster turn around and do what he does. Mm-hmm. Deep ball, finds positioning, Contested. high points the ball, gets the catch. Yep. And everyone's just like, why is Calvin still here? A ball's deflected. He doesn't even try to catch it when it's well within his range. Um, The touchdown to Zay Jones. Benjamin's kind of like slogging his route behind him because they ran a levels concept where each of them did an in route into the end zone toward the center. Calvin Benjamin just needs to go. He needs to go yesterday. Why couldn't he Vontae Davis at this team? I am sick of him at this point. Three targets, no catches. At least Terrell Pryor brings like a positive mindset along with him for not having a catch yesterday, which I was a little disappointed about. I would have loved to see him get a score against his old team Barkley targeted him in the end zone on on that one play toward the corner Uh, prior ended up getting tangled in someone's feet and fell over Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god I would have loved to see that celebration because that would have been epic yesterday's the kind of game like if prior was having a good game I feel like he jokingly goes over to the sideline and talks to his old teammates (laughs) because <laughs> Pryor's not a his prior's not below that, and I would have loved to see it. That would have been <laughs> That would have been a petty war kind of thing and I would have just been all for it. Yeah. So I'm a little sad that Pryor couldn't get anything going there. But he didn't look terrible. His block sprung McCoy on the uh t- on the first touchdown. Yep. He at least put some sort of effort into it. I'm just sick of Benjamin at this point. Get him out of here. Go away forever, please. Go sign somewhere else, and you can go disappoint their fans. (laughs) You hate Cam Newton? Well, Cam's having the best season of his career without you. Again. Maybe it's you that's the problem. The Bills are a strange group, really. And I found the bad part. And we'll talk about the other one now. You asked, when does the day of reckoning finally come? For Nathan Peterman. And my answer to that is, I really don't freaking care. The real answer is when Anderson and Allen are both healthy. Because you're not rostering four quarterbacks.
1: Does it have to be Anderson and Allen, though?
0: Yes. Because an injury to Allen slash Barkley means Peterman's back. As a backup. It has to be yeah. both. Okay. Okay. It has to be both, and that's when it's a, that's when it's done. They have two weeks for Allen to recover from concussion protocol, but concussions are tricky. Maybe Anderson's like, "I'm done, man. You told me I wasn't gonna have to play, and I got my lights taken out. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not stepping on the field this year, man. Forget it. I'm not even gonna be the backup anymore. I'm done. I'll be the third quarterback, but I ain't doing anything else. That's probably what Derek Anderson's mindset is, and I wouldn't blame him. He was signed to be brought in as a mentor. He was not signed to have to do what he did against New England and take that hit he did against New England. That was a pop. I knew it the minute it happened that the dude had a concussion. Right. He was holding his arm, and guess what? As someone that's gotten a concussion before, that sometimes happens. You end up holding your arm because you're out of sorts. That's what happened to Matt Milano yesterday.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Milano was holding his arm. He ended up in the 10. He had a, he had a head injury. Anderson's just probably like, nah, man, that ain't it chief. Um, I'm going to be the third quarterback. I think, uh, just, uh, you just need me, need to give me some time here. He'll have plenty of time to recover from this. And if he does, he does. If he doesn't, Peterman will remain on the roster for the rest of the year as the third quarterback where he should be. Cause let's be real about something. Yeah, some of this is Nathan Peterman's fault, but the Bills broke this man. Nathan Peterman doesn't have the requisite arm strength, and we're and we've seen that. But that doesn't mean that the Bills didn't break him. They broke him the minute they put him in the starting lineup against Los Angeles. <laughs> they broke him the minute that that first pass off of Pat, well, the second pass of his career goes off of Pat DeMarco's hands and goes six the other way. That was it. After that, it was over. Because what did he do on the first play against L.A.? Slant pattern, Benjamin, middle of the field. We're just like, oh, my God. And then Benjamin's knee gets taken out. Benjamin gets hurt. And then the next pass goes off of DeMarco, and it goes the other way for six. Yeah. And then four interceptions later, we're like, oh, my God, can this actually get worse? Remember when they made a hype video for him in week one as the starter? Those were good times. And now half a season later, you want him off the team. Hell, the second week of the season, everyone wanted him off the team. And I think the real answer is when Anderson is healthy. Because Josh Allen's there. I think he's there. They wanted to give him one more week, and I knew that that was the good call. That was the right call. Did we expect this out of Matt Barkley? No, but when they made the decision, it was already set. That was that was the final stone cast for Nathan Peterman and his fate. Mm-hmm. That right there was the moment. Because when you make that decision to bring in a second street free agent and start that person over him, That tells you he's played his way off the roster officially. And I think, I hate to say this, but I really think the team responded in kind. Yeah. Derek Anderson, his problem is that he's still Derek Anderson. He's never going to do anything great for you, especially at the age that he was at. Not that Matt Barkley is anything better, but he at least has some youth. He still has some form of promise. Man, he showed it. But Let's not go ahead and say that Matt Barkley torched him either. He showed basic competency at the quarterback position. And basic competency with what this team is comprised of can get you places.
1: You want to hear something really awesome? What do you got? UB men's basketball is in the top 25. We all knew that was coming. We all knew it was coming. The minute they beat West Virginia, it was in. It's on and popping. Now it's official. They're ranked 25th. You hacks.
0: You couldn't bring them to like twenty-two or twenty-three. Get the hell out of here. The funny thing they, is, that though, was almost like it was a requisite for them. Like the funny thing the is, team though, in the
1: top twenty-five. I guess we have to do it. The funny thing is, though, West Virginia is knocked out of it, well, out of the, the top twenty-five. That was something that could have. I know too. it's. It's like it's just. It's funny to actually see it. And here's the
0: thing. This is the beginning of something special. West Virginia will be back in the top twenty-five oh, yeah. because UB team. is not going to be seen as a bad loss. Yeah, when they go back at the end of the year and they look at everything for where to seed, where to seed these teams, West Virginia is not going to have UB count against them. Yeah, and I hope the class that they've, the, the classes that they've got coming in. Can double up on what's going on here because the Bulls have a lot of seniors now. I want to see this team get to the Sweet 16. Will I expect it? No. Because the NCAA March Madness brackets are always a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. Hell, last year UB had to go through Arizona and Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I don't even think that you could do harder than that. Well, Arizona laid down for you, but still. They gave you they the fourth face ranked team, Duke. Yeah. Yeah, they could go they ahead and try face to face like, Yeah, North the, Carolina. Yeah, if, unless they pit you with Duke and North Carolina, they could face Kentucky again. Again. <laughs> I don't know if there's a worse buzz saw that the schedule makers could give them than what they got last year. That's why I'm hoping for a sweet 16 bid. If you can get out of the round for 32, you can get out of the first weekend. That is more than a success for a Mm mid-major. And if they can hit on baskets, because even Nate Oates has said, we're not shooting all that well. Well, you live by the three, you die by the three sometimes. And they almost died by it against West Virginia. But then C.J. Massenburg did the thing. 43 points. Is he about to show the country what he's all about? I hope so, because that'll be awesome. Yeah, it would be. UB football, 29th. No, not 29th. They got 29 votes in the AP poll. Yep. They've got 53 votes in the coaches poll. The coaches are recognizing. 56. Oh, I thought it was 53, so 56. The coaches are recognizing UB footballs for real, too. Yep. So good for this school right now that everything is just falling the way that it should, the way that they're putting these teams together. And and then with the women's team too, women's uh, basketball. Women's basketball, they had themselves their first game of the weekend. Yep. Right. Yep. And did they take that? They did. Of course they did, because they're that good. Yep. Felicia Leggett Jack will make you run through a damn wall. That woman is sassy, and she can get you going. And I love it. Big Felicia got jack fan over here. <laughs> UB is doing well. We got the first complete sweep of a weekend, Frank. We did. And it didn't come without any drama, of course. UB had to force overtime for their men's team. And the Sabres had to come back not once, but twice last week. They go 6-5 in a shot-for-shot, Rochambeau-style game against the Canadiens. And then they're down 3-1 to with three minutes left. And what do they do? Oh, two goals. Two goals within a minute 47. We got this. And then win it in a shootout. And then win it in a shootout, which has been their problem for more than even three years. Yep. It's been just a problem for them. Since, pretty much since Miller was traded. Probably since Alesh Kodalik left. More so Miller because but he you was always any, yeah, but you couldn't get any goals. This team could never get shootout goals. Yeah, the minute Vanek was gone, and Kotalik was gone, you couldn't win
1: a damn shootout. Well, Kotalik left in what was it, two thousand nine, and then Vanek after that shortly.
0: No, it wasn't like, not shortly, but like it was couple a couple years. So few later.
1: years. A couple of years later, I call shortly. It was like what twenty? 20- Thirteen, yeah. Vanek was traded. That's still in five years ago now. I know that's still five years ago, but that's four years. That's four years in between those two leaving. Yeah, but Kodalik was almost an automatic. Yeah, Kodalik was always because he was always money. Yeah, yeah. He was a third line guy, but he was always automatic.
0: Yeah, in the shootout, Vanek was almost as automatic, but he also gave you the first line production that you can get from him. Yeah. Even Jack Eichel, a man who has had problems with the shootout in his career. You're going first, dog. Okay, cool. I know I've got this quality shot. I'm going to use it. Bam. Beats marks from true. Yep. You know what's really cool? Middle set's got hands. Being in that corner for
1: those goals. Oh, that's where you were sitting? That's where I was sitting. Wow. I got all three Sabres goals. Oh, you, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, you did. I got, the, I got the one in the first you, period. Where, where were you sitting exactly like a How mirror, grows up? Ten. That's not bad.
0: Yeah. But like being in that corner, getting probably the best angle of where they were shooting. Yeah. And then you see you see that first goal. That was a nice goal. You see Skinner's goal. Great pass from Rhino behind the net. hmm And then Reinhardt goes ahead and just. Ristolainen's been up and down this season, but he had an up moment on that goal. Great breakout by Ristolainen
1: recognizing, recognizing a line oh change. God, he is so good. Risto takes that pass, gets in, just puts one on nets. That Markstrom lazily just bats bats away, and it ends up going right on Reinhardt's stick, and he just puts it in. Ristolainen kept that shot low. You and did the, everything you were supposed and to. The to. Fact, but he had enough velocity on it that
0: Markstrom had to do something with it. He put it low. If he fires that thing into the chest, or he fires it wide, you're didn't not getting go that goal.
1: Yeah, no. Yeah, I wouldn't say yeah, game you over do it. yet, but like that goal doesn't happen. Yeah, you. Yeah, you do what you were supposed to because you also got you also got to look at too. Right, Risto had a had a Canucks player bearing down on him, mm-hmm. so it, at so he couldn't he didn't have time to even wind up or anything. He just had to get rid of it he knew he had to keep that shot and he did low, the though. right thing of getting rid of it on the net that's all he did net low make Markstrom do something with it he didn't go ahead and put it same side he went far side with that so that Markstrom had to make a play on it and Mark's and let's be but let's be fair Markstrom lazily did that Markstrom was lazy the shot was lazy the it shot was, was lazy but Markstrom with that save was also lazy because Realistically, you can keep that in front, one. You can keep that in front of you, and two. You you can put that somewhere else. Yeah, Markstrom didn't do any of that, and he ends up putting it right on Reinhardt's stick.
0: And that's by the way, that's hustle. Reinhardt got there. Reinhardt got there for a reason. Yeah. Reinhardt got that
1: goal because he beat the Canucks players there. That's why it was when you were able to catch a team on line change.
0: Rasmus Dahleen. Daline starts is it. Only 18. Yeah. Let's remember that. Yep. Two points. Two points. Two assists. He had, the, he had assists on the first one where Oposo made the nastiest pass. That was a great pass. To Nathan Bull, You crashing the net. It wasn't even Bull, You crashing the net. Oh, he crashed he, the net. Well, he did
1: earlier in the play. He just stayed there.
0: What he did was he ended up at the half wall and then came back. Oposo sees it. And just beelines that saw, pass right to him.
1: I saw. Beaulieu. Anytime you end
0: up in the paint, I'm calling that crash in the net.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> he crashed that's, the that's net, fine. dog. But here's but the way because the way I saw it was Dalene made a pass to Bolu. Bolu comes in around the around the half around the half wall, takes a shot. It goes. It, I think it met and he then it goes missed, wide. Opposed and then he it. stayed where he was, where he was in his yeah. path which was indeed which was towards the net, Aposto gets the puck, you doesn't come back, he stayed up and bam, perfect pass. You know what I call that? He crashed the net. <laughs> he ended up in the blue paint.
0: He crashed the freaking net, Frank. Just say it the All way right. it was said. He crashed the net. You can call it crash the <laughs> net. Don't, don't make don't make it longer than it needed to be. He crashed I'll the call. freaking net. <laughs> Oposo made that pass from the point because Bull, you crashed the net. I'll call it
1: offensive awareness. I will call it he crashed the net. <laughs> because of another you know why I like to break down plays more?
0: I'm just saying what it was. He crashed the net. His <laughs> skates ended up near the blue paint. That is crashing the net. Why are we fighting right now? <laughs> I am giving you an unequivocal fact. You jerk. I'm also giving you facts. Yes. But you didn't need to explain it that way. Well, I want to. Because that's what I like to do. What did he do on that play, Frank? Where did
1: he end up? Where did he end up? Where did he end up? I'm not talking about this anymore. I'm just being petty now. Yes, I know you are. We have a hockey game tonight. Nobody cares about that. I know. I don't even care to talk
0: about that. Last time we played this team, I got kicked with a skate. (laughs) I'm kinda not looking forward to it.
1: I got your back. That's great. I don't want to get kicked again. I didn't even do anything wrong. Go <laughs> and do pickums now. Sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know what?
0: Before we do the pickums, Okay. Get it ready and everything, but I'm, I'm yeah. This just... Sabres team has proven something though. You cannot leave a building when they're down by two goals. Yeah, a lot of people wait till made the end of the game. A lot of people made a mistake yesterday, it, it's or wait, not yesterday, two days ago. It's wait till the end. This team could come back from two goals because they're good. People need to be reminded of this. They are good. Mm-hmm. They have talent. They score
1: goals. And the next month of this season, this is a test. It's a huge test. It starts with Tampa. Here we go. You gotta play Tampa twice, Philly twice. You gotta play Winnipeg. Philly doesn't scare me. You can score goals on Philly. That works right to the Sabres to me. They can score goals. They can score goals. So can Montreal. Yeah, somehow. And you gotta play them again. Hey, bring it. Minnesota. They Sabres Pittsburgh. You know who else scores goals? Toronto, Nashville. You know who else
0: scores goals? All those teams. Vancouver. Yeah, Vancouver scores a lot of goals. Yeah. You beat them. Yeah. If the Sabers play their game, there's nothing I can
1: genuinely me, believe that okay. they cannot so do. So here's, so here's the thing. I was when I was looking at the next 13 games, I told myself. If they win seven, just seven, half of it, just above half, I think they're for real. If they win seven, that we're talking playoffs. Yes, for real. I'm intrigued to see and what even they do in, with Tampa. And even in the losses. If those losses are good close games, you get points from some of those and, losses, and you get some pity points. Absolutely, like if they go seven four and two over these next thirteen games, they're for real. That's for real. Hell, give me six four and three. Yeah. Yeah,
0: 6 four and because three. Two OT losses is another it's like two a points. Win. Yeah, it's two. Win.
1: It's yeah. Yeah, just make sure you can close some things out at regulation. S- get there. I, I, I want to see – I'm hoping they can split against Tampa and Philly. By the way,
0: hang on. One real real quick about that Canucks game, by the way. I've never seen a more necessary tripping penalty in my life than what the Jeff Patterson, Skinner had to do. Yeah, in OT. Yeah, whole, Yeah, that was a – It's
1: an, yeah, Casey
0: middlestat's promising and a fantastic player, and he got the last say of all of it. Yeah. But holy crap am I jealous of Elias Pettersson and the Vancouver Canucks for having him. One pick. F you guys. One pick.
1: Yeah. One... Oh Patterson God. went seven. Oh, my God. Patterson went seven. Middlestat went eight. Again, Casey Middlestat's fine. Do oh, I love Do not get me wrong. Yeah. But dear God, if they had Patterson. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Patterson's got the caller locked up already. And we have Rasmus Dahlin in this. Patterson's got it on lock. The dude put all four Sabres in trouble. The minute he put that puck to his skate, and Jeff Skinner just went, uh, foot! <laughs> <laughs> like, he skated right to the penalty box. He's like, I know what I had to do. I, that, I'm not taking it back.
1: Yeah. Like, sometimes that you, ha- was, that sometimes was you have loss. to take a penalty.
0: That was the loss. If he doesn't do it. Yeah. And it was totally a panic move. Yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes you have it was, to. It's a good penalty to take. But it was wholly necessary for that to happen. Like There were fans booing at the arena, and I'm like, no, that had to happen. That had to happen. <laughs> There's no way around that. He had yeah. to take the tripping call. Do not blame the refs on that one. They had to it do it. It was, yeah, it was the right call. <laughs> it was the right call by Skinner. Forget the refs. Yeah. It was the right call by Skinner. He had no choice. Yeah. Elias Patterson is too good for a rookie. I'm excited to see what he does. He is the biggest reason they are the leading team right now in the Pacific. And the Canucks, they have a good one. They have Brock Buster, They have Elias Patterson. Elias Patterson may have saved Jim Benning's career. Maybe. Probably. We'll see. They have a – all great teams have what, Frank? Top centers. A strong duo. Yep. What does Vancouver have? Besser Patterson. Yep. Anaheim, when they've always been good. getzloff Perry. Boston, they have a th- they have a trio. Tampa, Stamkos, Kucherov. Yep. The great teams have duos. <laughs> Hang on. Washington.
1: Yeah. OB. For the longest time, Ovi Backstrom. Yeah. And then they added Kuznetsov to it. Hang on. Buffalo's got that too. Michael Skinner. If he stays, Buffalo's got a duo. And potential trio. Put Middlestat in there. Exactly. And that's just forwards. And that's just forwards. Yeah, Blackhawks. Blackhawks, I mean Tapes Kane. Tapes Kane for the yeah.
0: longest time. Yeah. Penguins, Crosby, Malkin. Yep. Yep. The Vancouver Canucks have a duo. They're going to be fun to watch for a long time.
1: I don't think they're going to maintain this the whole year. No. They're going to drop off at their some goal point. Their goaltending is not good enough. It's not. And I think they want and they want to see what Demko can be. Exactly. He's their future. But Vancouver... In the coming years, Vancouver's back. Oh, yeah. They'll be back. They could be back as soon as next year. Mm-hmm. They get a good... If they get another good player in the draft who... I don't I got to see what more of this draft is like. Obviously we know Jack Hughes is likely the number 1 overall pick. And he likely goes to a team like Colorado. I mean
0: because <laughs> was falling apart. Ottawa's scoring goals by the way.
1: They're scoring. You look at their
0: goal totals. Yeah. They're hanging around with like Buffalo and Montreal. Yeah. Their goals against is the worst in the league. Mm-hmm. By a lot. Does that help that they gave up a nine spot to Buffalo? No. But they still have the most goals allowed in the league. Yeah. I think they're threatening near 70 goals against now. And the next closest team is Ottawa's like...
1: was second in goals. Second yeah. overall. Yeah, they're scoring goals. They have 62. But what's their goals against looking like? 76. Mother of God. They're threatening 80 already. You know who's got the second worst? Hmm. Chicago. Sixty-four. That's what you get when you have Cam Ward. <laughs> but think about that. That's the gap between thirty-one and thirty. Ew. Seventy-six to sixty-four. Yeah. Woof.
0: You take the Sabres nine gamer out of there, and maybe it's three, and it's, it's three. still seventy. And one of those teams has Cam Ward.
1: One that's not in dead last. Have I mentioned that the Blackhawks have Cam Ward? No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Buffalo is just right in the middle of the pack, but they're they're hanging around with the trend. Yeah, which is cool.
0: Goals are up. Sabers are hanging around. Yep. What do we get most weeks with the Bills? <sniffs> with a record pace in scoring, the Bills are just hanging around and bringing the whole thing down. Yeah, yeah. Except yesterday. Yesterday was just a make up to try to get back to normal. <laughs> Funny thing is, with that Bills game, you take their entire total and you sprinkle it around, it only adds four points to each game previous, and they're back at their average. So I think what the Bills did was they they upped their average about three points per game. That's how bad they've been. Yeah. All right, Frank. Pickens? How how disastrous did I do last week? So. It didn't get off to a good start. I picked the Panthers.
1: Yeah. We obviously both had the Jets. Yep, there we go. We're already over 2. Damn it. Well, I'm 1 for 1 because I picked Pittsburgh.
0: All right, so I was already over 2. Damn it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Heading into tonight's game, which is Giants-Niners. Get uh, hyped. hyped. Yes, for Nick Mullins, sure. I have four wrong. Good for you. You have six.
0: There's teams on bye. That's not sixteen you games.
1: Ag- yeah. Ugh. Yeah. If you the have six wrong, seven rights. And if the Giants somehow win a game, I go five hundred for the week. Kill me. Actually, if the Giants win, you go six, six and seven. Great. Awesome. Yay. <laughs> We both obviously got the Jets wrong. We picked the Jets. We both picked Atlanta and they lost to Cleveland. Cleveland you reasons. forever screw me. We both picked New England. <laughs> nice job, Pats. They lost to Tennessee. <laughs> Great. We both also picked Philly. To nice, beat job. Dallas.
0: Really? You guys lost to Dallas. Now you don't deserve the playoffs.
1: <laughs> Get out of here. And you picked Tampa, to beat Washington. In my defense, the Redskins still haven't beaten anyone. And that still remains true today. Tampa put up over 400 yards. Three points. That is a stupid loss.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you, They put up 400 po- yards and three points. You're not finishing drives. You know what that tells me? That's a Fitz tragedy. Yeah. All right, let's go Week 11. You know. Bills are not a bye this week, so we don't got to worry about that. Yay. The Thursday night game oh, is no. Seattle-Green Bay. It's in Seattle. So which of these teams is getting blown out because of the Thursday game?
0: I- I'm taking Seattle. I'm going to take Green Bay. And it's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers against Seattle in the regular season tends to do okay. Yeah.
1: So I think I think they'll be fine. All right. Dallas, Atlanta. We're going Falcons. I'm not I'm not willingly picking the Cowboys. Go to hell. So Dallas is winning. Probably. Atlanta's also got a really bad defense. No, they have a really injured defense. Good
0: news. The Cowboys aren't a good offense. True. All right. Carolina, Detroit. Carolina. Yeah. The Lions showed everyone that they are not
1: right. good. Tennessee Indy. Give me the Colts. I like it. I'm taking Tennessee, but I like, I like it. Andrew Luck has had great protection. That offensive line is
0: fantastic. And now, if not for how well Houston's been doing, they could have been a threat to the division. Yeah. All right. Tampa and the Giants. Ew. I, I still don't know how the Giants beat Houston. Yeah, I'm probably not. I'm probably thinking they're going one in fifteen. Give me whoever they play on a weekly basis. So that we'll have a Fitz
1: magic game. It could be a Fitz tragic game. Eli Manning's on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> it's true. That's true. Yeah, take it, Tampa. All right, Houston and Washington. Houston, Washington still hasn't played anyone. And yep. guess what? Houston is something. Something. Steelers-Jags. Is this, this a revenge game? Jacksonville's a mess. Yeah. Give it's me the first Steelers.
0: First one-five straight. i take it, Pittsburgh, too. Yeah, Pittsburgh went ahead and said, oh, Bengals, that was an adorable little run you had to start the season. That division belongs to us.
1: Oh, speaking of the Bengals, they play Baltimore. Give me the Bengals. Yeah. I think they're overall just a better
0: team. Baltimore has kind of been free-falling. And he and got humbled against the Saints, the <laughs> best team in the NFL. Yeah.
1: How unfair is New Orleans? Pretty unfair. All right. Cardinals, Raiders. What? Ultimate tank ball right here. Pretty much. I'm going to take the Cardinals just because you can never pick John Gruden to win a football game.
0: What breaks in this game, Frank? The Cardinals' last-ranked offense or the Steelers' last-ranked defense? Which one goes up a notch? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm picking the Cardinals' last-ranked offense to actually do something. And here's my rank of order of what I would pick for this game. Cardinals, tie, Cardinals again, maybe Oakland. That's how I'd rank my picks of that game. Hang on. Actually, hang on, hang on. Cardinals tie the over,
1: the under Raiders. Okay. Uh, I agree. (laughs) I agree with that wholeheartedly. Denver and Chargers. Chargers are on the road again. Chargers. They're always on the road. Yeah, exactly. They're actually at they're actually it's actually a home game for them. They're unflappable on the road. It's okay. Yeah. Also Denver's a mess. Chargers are really good on the road this year, aren't they? Seven and two. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Damn. To be fair though, the Chargers are seven and two this year. (laughs) Really? Yeah. No silently seven and two yeah no one's talking about it because, because of of the chiefs. chiefs are just the chiefs the Ugh. over
0: the over they didn't hit the over actually in that last game did they i don't think so
1: i don't know look at that oh hey eagles saints saints, saints. sorry philly sorry philly you're about to get steamrolled yeah vikings bears that should be a good one i'm taking the this bears is gonna be good one yeah i'm taking chicago too I'm taking the Bears because
0: that pass rush, that defense, and Mitchie Biscuits looks for real. Yeah. Everyone laughed at the pick, and I'm guessing – what a nice quarterback class, by the way, for the first round. Trubisky's coming into his own. Yep. Watson's back and healthy and Mm kind of doing his thing again. And what the hell ever –
1: Mahomes is the destroyer of
0: worlds. And Patrick Mahomes got a hold of Michael's secret stuff. That's a Space Jam reference for those that didn't pick it up. Good reference. And now, the Monday Nighter. Please tell me the atrocity
1: that we got this week. No. Oh? This is the Monday Nighter to end all Monday Nighters.
0: (gasps) Rams, Chiefs, it's week 11 in Mexico
1: City. Yep. This is a tough one. I'm taking the Chiefs. I'm taking the Rams. I love it that you went the Rams, and I went the Chiefs. This is a I, hard one. Yes, it is. This is a really hard game, and everyone better S- enjoy you wanna, it. You want to hear the line. Because it's up on ESPN right now.
0: Please tell me it's like 65.
1: The line right now is Rams minus two. The over-under, 63 and a half. Yes! <laughs> And, by the way, take the over. Yeah. This is going to be 45-41. This legit can be that. Both defenses are not good despite the talent that's on the Rams' side. Even if the Rams' defense shows up, they're still probably allowing 35. Goff, Gurley, Woods,
0: Cooks versus Mahomes, Hunt. By the LC, way, though, Hill. Speaking with Holy the Rams. Speaking with the Rams. Cooper Cup's out for the year. Out for the year. Twenty ACL. But they still have.
1: But with- they still have the weapons. Yes.
0: Cup missed a couple games this year already. I know he they did. didn't He's not miss one of my a fantasy beat. Games. They didn't miss a beat. Find whoever the third receiver is in. I almost said St. Louis, in the Rams. And Adam depth chart. Adam in fantasy, because yep. there's about to be something there. Wow. That's going to be a great Monday Nighter. Holy crap. All right. So, Bills are off this week. But, UB plays again Tuesday with a chance to clinch their division. The Sabres have the Lightning and the Jets.
1: Whew. Oh boy.
0: Mm hmm. That's going to be a rough one. We're going to see some elite goal scorers. And the Lightning and the Jets. (laughs) (laughs) So, here we go. And you also get your Sunday off from the typical misery that is the Bills.
1: At least they went into the bye
0: week on a high note. They went on the bye week in the highest notes. Exactly. All right. Cut Kelvin Benjamin. Thanks for listening to Leftovers Podcast. Eric Kramer. Frank O'Curry. Curry. And you've been listening on demand on WGR550.com, the radio.com app. We appreciate you always for hearing our idiocy every week, twice a week sometimes, for those that are brave and stupid. But, hey, get out there. Check out some stuff. UB basketball season now in full swing. They take on uh, Southern Illinois actually tonight. Try to go to 3-0 on the season. And they better because they just got a top 25 ranking. UB football, trying to get into the top 25. They're threatening. UB women, pff, you already know what they're going to do. And they're just going to drop all the points on them. And the Sabres, getting two games before our next podcast. Do they play Saturday as well? I believe so. I'm gonna, I mean, don't... Because we are not recording on Friday. We are not giving you the leftovers on Friday because I have to be on the actual radio, on the airwaves, for for our guys there on WGR. I'll be with Joe DiBiase from 10 to 3. You have to put up with me for five hours. Ugh. Ugh.
1: So, have, you fun have to put that. up with Derek for five hours. Yep. Ugh. Joe's gonna have to put up with me for five hours. <laughs> That's not easy. Yeah, it's true. However, we will be back on probably Sunday. 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 Probably Since Sunday. The bye week, you know. Yep. No Bill stuff going on. No Bill stuff, we can just we'll come, come back, back Sunday in. and then we'll go back to regular schedule Monday. So, so we got back consecutive to back, back to back podcast. Consecutive pods. Yeah. That's gonna be weird. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And to answer your question, by the way. Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. All right. Tuesday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Oh, it's Thursday for the Jets. No, it's Friday. All right, interesting.
0: All right,
1: thanks for listening. Cut, Kelvin Benjamin. Baseball is back.